Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to a very special live broadcast of Movie Hype. Hello, can everybody hear me? Sorry about that, everybody. This is Mother F. Ross coming at you from uh, the, um, from, what do you call it? Uh, is this me? This is me. I'm the host, right? I guess this is me. Anyway, I'm uh, waiting on my co-host, Tony Lamar, to come in, and uh, we'll see if uh, we get him here. And um, I am talking to you about the latest, uh, there's a new trailer that had come out for a TV series. Now, this is, if you don't know the backstory on this, and maybe I don't know how many of the shows you've listened to, but I do not like trailers. Typically, trailers give way too much away. Um, and we've talked about before that if they would just stick to the first act of the of the movie or show or whatever it is, you know, then I would be fine with it because it's not giving anything away. The, the first act is not, you know, it, like a specific issue. Um, give me just one second here. Dude, there, there you are. Bringing in uh, Tony Lamar here. Tony, can you what? hear me? Oh, I can hear you just fine. There we go. All right, perfect. So, um, whoop. Did we lose you? Okay, so we are talking about the uh, uh, new trailer for Young Sheldon. I was just explaining to the folks out there that um, I'm not a trailer fan. I don't watch trailers typically, but yeah. I didn't. This this is a show when I first heard about Young Sheldon. If, and again, if you don't know about the show, now this is a, a spinoff from Big Bang Theory, and it's about. Uh, Jim Parsons' character, Sheldon Cooper, as a young boy growing up in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. You're very accurate on that description. Yeah, and uh, so yeah. and mm-hmm. so this, to me, first of all, this is the kind of thing I would typically hate. It sounds stupid and cheesy from the premise, and they would typically try to make it another sitcom, and it would just be some lame little tr- uh, sad shadow of what the original show was and even the original show is a sad shadow of itself now and for people that liked it at all it's kind of gone off it's not it's not what it was and and it can't be anyway because you had to develop the characters once you develop the characters you lose the premise of the original thing yeah well here's the thing it's so funny your description of how you feel about um, spinoffs and how you think they're terrible and blah 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 you know, pretty much what you said, right? And but with, mm-hmm. with this particular show, you're saying that I do see some potential here, and that's the thing, well, right? I mean, but my whole point is this: what I'm getting at is this: you're you're being exactly like a lot of fans of a show they really really like. I think this is a terrible idea. I don't think the show's gonna last a, a season, regardless no, 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 of the not, premise of it. It's just, well, what yeah. I was, what I also would say on that as a caveat is, I think there's a, as much of a potential of this thing being terrible. As it is being great, you know what I mean. And I don't. And and great's the wrong word. I don't. I I honestly don't think it can be great. But I think 
the way that it was done, the way that the trailer makes it look, and again, this is just the trailer. This could be. I always go back to the Truman Show when the original trailers of the of the Jim Carrey movie, The Truman Show, made that film look like a completely different movie than it actually turned out to be. And I went in with the wrong expectations, and it was just boring, and I couldn't get into it. And but this here, if they do it, it looks like they're going to try to make it a Wonder Years almost, like different locations and just kind of a story of this kid growing up and going to school and and interacting with all this stuff. If they can do it right, if and boy, I have no faith in Hollywood people. This is a huge if. Yeah, yeah, but if they I, can I'm do it right, I think it might have something that's a little interesting. And I'll, I'll at least watch the first episode to see what it's like. Yeah, give at least two or three to really give the story a chance. And, and honestly, I started to look into it a little bit today, and I think the pilot episode already aired like back in May or something. So I might have to go online and find it. I'll, I'll do that. But I, I didn't want to find out too much about it because I honestly still don't know anything about it. And I just thought I found it was interesting. And I wanted to say, like, to me... This is the way a trailer should act. For one thing, you're absolutely right. I am coming at it from the point of a fanboy. You know what I mean? And a fanboy is wrong. It's a little gay for the show. But not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. But anyway, the the character of Sheldon, I like that character. And if they can capture it in this kid, and the kid seems to be nailing the character from what I saw. And the dad's a little weird. The dad's not at all what I envision the dad of being, and I'm cool with that. I think it'll, you know, again, the only thing I don't know is the dad was supposed to be a drunk, and the day of the lovable drunk is long gone. I would, I'm really interested to see if they pull that off or not, or if that just disappears well, magically. Uh, I'm reading some more. Uh, hello, Cameron? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Okay. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is, I'm reading about it, but yeah, it, it does have like a Wonder Years, Doogie Howser kind of feel to it, and that's how they're describing it. So, yeah. I might be honest and if they do that, and if it. if they take out the live audience, so you don't have the laughter, and they just treat it like a like a you know that kind of show, like a Malcolm in the Middle almost, and mm-hmm. but they really got to go for it, like they gotta they gotta push hard and I, I don't think they I don't think TV's got the balls to do it right but I'm interested in seeing what they do hey maybe they'll fall flat on their face and I'll enjoy that too so we'll see you never know is it hidden yeah, that could be completely wrong I don't think so again to me they're just scraping the bottom of the bed because they know it's kind of very limited to big thing they're going to try to get at least a season out of it and maybe try something but it's, it's some merchandise some some of the Big Bang Babies merchandise that they'll sell out there. Yeah, just a couple, just a couple. But you know, come on, dude. They could. There's so many shows they could produce. They can something original. And that's what's the problem with TV shows like this is that they're not taking any risks. They're taking a cookie cutter idea that worked for what nine, eleven seasons now. How many seasons is it now? Well, this this is sort of. I don't. I think it's up to like ten or something. But this is sort of what I'm saying though. To me, this for what Hollywood and what corporate America typically does, to me, this is a risk. Because the the non-risk way to go would be just to make another sitcom with another live audience with a couple of set pieces and just sticking with, with the formula that already has been working that they've been doing for a long time. And if they take it and actually change it, like I always 
See, the thing was, um, I, I, the first thing I thought of when I watched this thing is I thought about after Mash, which uh-huh. is, you know, Mash was a beloved show. You know, the ending was one of the most viewed, you know, finales ever. Like it's just, it was an amazing show. Everybody loved it. And then they went to Aftermath, but the trouble is they didn't believe in their actors. They had quality actors, and they should have gone for a medical drama. They should have tried to make it an hour-long medical drama rather than a 30-minute sitcom. It, the sitcom thing just wasn't right for it. It was a VA hospital. That's, you can't, that's not funny, you know what I mean? But, oh, could they have nailed it if they would have taken it more seriously and straightened everything yeah. up? They can still have and humor in it. It could have worked, but it didn't need to work because they already had that. They already did that. And if they would have changed it and said, now this series, we're going to make it this beast and still put like Potter and Klinger and everybody, but, but had them take their, their characters a little more seriously... Oh, I think it could have actually had some potential. I think it could have lasted longer. But the fact that when people tuned in, and it was just, it was a pathetic shadow of what MASH was. And that's what killed it. Nobody wanted that, you know? And that's this show, that's this show's biggest danger is that it's going to become something that nobody wants to see, you know? If this show was called anything other than Young Sheldon, I don't think it'd be interesting. Well, I like the young Sheldon because it's kind of reminiscent of the young Frank, uh, young Einstein, and you know, so there's there's a little bit to it that's kind of all right, you know. But uh, oh my God, if they have a cameo on the first episode from Yahoo Serious, how badass would that be? Come on, isn't even allowed. <laughs> but uh, but no, you know, um, it. The real funny thing is, in in most ways, I think you're absolutely right. I think what I'm saying is probably going to be wrong. I'm just rubbing that genie lamp. I'm just hoping, man, you know, because I, I want good TV. I want this show to be kind of cool because I think that would be interesting. But this is, a, this is a story that they have milked the shit out of. It has been on the air four years longer than it should have already. You know what I mean? This thing should have died a nice age. It should have left a beautiful corpse. And, and you know, but now it's this old dredging kind of thing, and and I don't care about next season. It's not I, that's nothing that's even on my radar, you know. Yeah, I just, just don't. I just and take you in mind. I had faith in a movie called Ghostbusters last year, but this is your year, dude. I can't hear you at all. What's where's your mic? Oh, I'm on. How about now? How about now? No. Nope. You're all muffled. So, but yeah, anyway. Um, did I lose you? Oh, well, I lost him here. So he might come back on and we'll try to milk this for just a little bit longer for you guys out there. So again, like I was saying, that this is a show that, this is, like I was saying, very first thing of the thing, just to kind of recap, is that this is the kind of show I would typically hate. And so I don't know why I have hope for it. It doesn't make any sense to me either, but welcome to my life. (laughs) Not making sense is what I do best. And so 
I just kind of think it's interesting. I want to see what they do with this show. I just want to see, like I said, I'm going to probably watch the pilot. I think they already aired it. I haven't really looked into it yet. All I saw was I happened to, it was on Facebook. There was a link saying, Hey, check out this trailer for this thing. Then I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. So I went and watched it and the trailer just surprised me that the corporation of the, of, you know, network media as it were, just the idea that the corporation of network media would be willing to take a chance of changing a formula, you know, I, and I respect that. That's the thing I liked is that they were actually going to change the formula from a sitcom to hopefully this other type of format. And that, that interests me. That intrigues me. You made some valid points there. So I made, Oh my God, you startled me. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound better? <laughs> yeah, you sound great. All right, cool. Yeah, I know that part. Purdy yeah. is a picture. <laughs> so, so, so as, you know, as something that you mentioned this show here, because like, yeah, everybody knows I'm more into movies, TV shows, and this is where the fall shows are being now are seeing trailers too. And it's so funny. I'm so disconnected with television. I have no idea what's what's the thing to watch this fall or look out for. You know. Completely. Yeah, no, so, television's not on my radar either anymore. Um, uh, one thing out there, to, to the people, I don't know if you guys know, I've been uh, making some music. If you go to Reverb Nation slash Suite Delastic, that's D-E-L-A-S-T-I-C, uh, you'll find uh, my music that I've been making. And so I've been kind of going down that route a little bit. But we are going to come back and we're going to start doing these podcasts regular we got some about the processes coming up soon, and uh, there's going to be some interesting stuff this year. So, so keep tuning in. Oh on yeah, this. yeah. Do keep in mind this time I'll be. You well, have a big um, show in October, don't you? I do have a show in October at in October at the uh, Denver Improv, October twenty seventh. Uh, last minute comedy tour is making its debut at the Denver Improv. That's yes, huge. With our, right there. With our headliner. Our headliner is going to be Mr. Uh, Flo Hernandez out of Dallas. He sells out down there, so he's uh, making his debut at our at our show on October 25th. Hey, yeah. so make sure you get your tickets at denver.improv.com. Yeah, I don't I don't think I will be out there, but um, I will be pulling for you guys. I'm saving up my vacation time so I can go do some stuff next year. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah that's, that's true. Just one, yeah. Something. So, it, but it's gonna be a blast. I, I think this is a great opportunity for you. So I'm glad to see you doing this. And, uh, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny that when you're not in the show, it, it gets a bigger, bigger room. It's just I don't know. It might be a sign. Okay. It's a sign. Just throwing me under the bus for everybody. But no, that's, you know, shit, that's fine. That's totally been your thing. And even, honestly, since I started doing music, I haven't really been going out and performing. I haven't been getting out on stage like I should be. So, which is fine, because I need to really learn. I picked up, for you guys out there, just to get a little, this little about the process suddenly within the movie hype, I picked up a uh, machine, MK2 drum machine, and I've been just, you know, learning how to make beats and how to make tunes, and I've I've been releasing stuff. And the the whole thing about the music I'm releasing right now, it's kind of an as-I-learn process. So each tune, you'll see there's a little more development in how I'm learning to well, use it. So it's been interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. You guys don't know, Ross is working on a project of a film that I shot a while back, and he's doing kind of like a, 
kind of take on like a Fantasia kind of thing. I wouldn't say Fantasia, but he's just going to write and, music over it. Yeah, the Fantasia's giving me a little more credit than I deserve. But yeah, it's going to be something like, in that in that direction. Well, well, tell me about that. Tell me what you what your thoughts before the project started. You're now in the process of doing this project. Tell me what your you know, just, uh, oh. I, you know, just a recap of what's been. I, appro- you know, I approached this project with a grand hubris <laughs> and boy, did I learn, you know, talk about getting slapped around by your work. Holy crap. So I went into it thinking, okay, I'm just going to kind of start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And, but then the whole pro- the whole thing with it is each scene as you go through, if you're going to do music to it, in a sense, they almost have to fit together to keep a flow going. And so that's where I, that, that was the first wall I've run into. So I'm figuring it out and I'm, and I'm starting to pace everything a little bit. And the funny thing is even the stuff that I'm doing is I'm building each section of the film, each chunk of the film that I'm, that I'm scoring. I'm saving that as an individual file, and then I can go back, and then once everything's done, I can start tweaking it. Oh, let's make this sound instead of that sound, or let me pull these things in, or let me take this out, and that kind of thing, so I can make everything flow better. And so that's what I'm learning to do right now. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you writing music along the theme of the scene, or the actors, like each character has its own theme? Or uh, a tone? Or does that mean that's something that's going in the process of this project? A little bit, but for the most part, right now I'm just looking to find um, each scene's each scene's flavor. Some of them have a more intense. Some of them have a little more refined. And then once I get it to where the whole thing's complete and together, then I can start looking through where I can put patterns. You know, so that like uh, darkness will have you know, kind of his feel about it when when he's on screen and, you know, maybe the guy with his girlfriend end up in the warehouse, they'll have their own little thing. And then the guy and the girl with the baby, they'll have their own thing, you know. So I'll try to kind of mix that up. And, again, we'll see how it goes. So, you know, so far it's been uh, it's been an enormous learning curve, but this is exactly what I needed because I want to be able to – there's a film that we have coming up here soon – and I want to be able to have my chops together so that I'm ready to tackle that so that we can get that thing edited and scored and ready for the film festivals right away. And so yeah, that's what yeah, I'm doing funny. now is I'm just learning that. Well, that's funny. And my process on this next project, untitled, I'm not going to say what it is, but I've been watching a lot of films that I don't know why it feels like. Like I watched Apocalypse Now. And okay. the feel of that movie, I was like, man, I could imagine making that film in that type of style. That's a little, that's a little <laughs> twisted and acid dropping. It might be a little weird, but it's like, it's that's what I'm going through right now. What is the final look? How am I going to shoot these scenes? Now, me as a director, I'm going through these pages that we worked on for over a year. Now, I'm like, okay, how am I going to shoot this scene here? Where am I going to shoot this? Where are the cameras going to be? What kind of lighting is going to be on this? So all that stuff there is what I've been going through right now. Because I'm like, I'm really excited about doing this project. And then just hearing your music over it, and yeah, I just cannot wait because I learned a lot in the last couple of years. So I'm ready to do this film here, and boom. So that's what I've been going through, is just trying to find what I'm looking at all the films that inspired me to be a filmmaker. And now it's like, why did I like the Pox now? What was it? What was it? Why I liked it so much? So it's, it's, it's been pretty cool. And we'll definitely have some more in depth about the processes as we get you know, closer to release and especially after release, we'll have, we'll really dive into the making of all this. Oh, shoot. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait to talk about this project. 
But I assure yep. you, it's it's twisted, and uh, I got one film festival interested in it, so it's a uh, it's, it's a good thing. So I'm excited about it. Cool. So how much time? I don't, know, I don't know how much time we have left. I don't even know. I'm worried about uh, nine minutes left. A little more than nine and a half minutes. And so yeah, as far as the uh, the project though, we have finished the writing of it. The script is pretty much ready to go, and we just need to kind of get the rest of it all in order. And so that's where we're at. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, as, as things get closer, hopefully we'll do a read-through in the next couple of weeks. I, I, I want to say in September. So, all right. Also, though, we have something else I just wanted to mention. That we have a really big project that we've been working on for a long time, and that one's still much in the process. And there was something, because sometimes I get uh, frustrated when you get stuck on certain things. And it's like, how come we're not moving forward? You know, that kind of stuff. And then I heard I was reading a um, a uh, the Wikipedia page for I can't think of what movie it was now I'm trying to think of oh uh, for Total Recall for the original 1980 what was it 1984 or 86 or whatever it was Total Recall no I came out like it that was the 90s was it 90s Total Recall the 90s well whenever it came out that film went through 40 rewrites before they had a third act. And boy, did that open my eyes to street playwriting. I never, you know, I, in my mind, I just never pictured that. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, what we're doing actually does make sense and is following something that is not, maybe it's not the norm to do 40 of them, but, you know, it was just interesting how they said that. And I was like, okay, I can take a breath now. <laughs> you know? No, I, I hear you. I, I, and I know exactly what project you're talking about. And I feel the same way. It was like, there's times that we'll roll on for a week and then it's like it goes dormant all of a sudden and then go back to it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's every time we work on it, it does improve because we had time to let it sit and, you know, we had to work on other projects and flex our muscles on other things. Because every time we come back, we bring up a new level and we were like, oh, this sounds stupid. Let's change it or, you know, let's make it better. And it's, mm-hmm. it's over, you know, the course, and I feel it's because of that, it's, it's becoming a better story. There's still holding in. I think that's what our problem is that we're like, we we'll cover ask we film this one. We make sure we cover. It. We can answer every question about the project. <laughs> I do not because... want the cinema sins to come after our fucking movie. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cinema Sins, man! I love you guys. You're a great. Show. I, I don't know those people, but I love their show. Don't don't do don't do my movie. <laughs> like we we that ten minutes. We broke records in the well, first ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> The real funny thing is as I'm watching through Walk With Darkness with no sound on because I'm trying to get the music feel of it. I don't want – I'm literally – that's what I'm doing on this show is I'm taking out all the dialogue, all the audio that was on it before. I'm just putting music on it. Just And, again, it's just an experiment. But as I'm looking at it without music, I'm coming up with lines over the stuff that I'm seeing. I'm making myself laugh. I'm like, oh, we got to do this one day, just beginning to end, just redo the entire movie with our own, you know, BS. Do your own uh, mystery science theater on my own project. You know, fucking Completely, you know what I mean? Awesome. I wouldn't mind doing that. So, yep. <laughs> so anyway, anyway real quick, a great I, episode I, of movie. Oh, oh let's go. Oh. You have time? I mean, I thought real yeah. quick. Um, for movie hype. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> okay, well, great. Then we can talk about this next movie in a real quick subject. Okay. Lately, it's been about Stephen King. This past week, we had the release of The Dark Tower. You know, I don't, I don't make reviews, but, you know, people are saying things about it. Now, what's coming up mm-hmm. next is Stephen King's It. Now, 
This yeah. one here is one of my favorite stories of the Stephen King. Even though it pissed me off on a couple of pages, I can deal with it. <laughs> it's a really good story. The TV series came out 27 years ago to the day, which is nuts. Um, still stands up. And recently I read, I reread the book. And i tell you what, I'm excited about this project. I am really excited about this particular film. The trailer doing a great job, getting people freaked out about this ghost, I mean, this clown, and I'm I'm hyped. I am going to be at the theater the weekend it comes out. What's your thoughts on it? I am hoping big things for it. You know, they've... Um, I don't know how much of a hand Stephen King had in doing the... TV version of The Shining, and I'm not even saying that's better or worse film than the than the original movie. But when they did the miniseries of The Shining, I think that they learned a lot of things about some of the balance of between you know what it can be and what it what it might be in the book. And so I'm hoping that they've taken those lessons and are going to going to kick this to a new level because the only problem I have with the original is the last act, the last. Well, you know the, what, though? That's, it that's just unfair. falls apart, it's, you know? Well, yes, that's and so I'm hoping that they have a way the now to tell that properly. Well, it, it didn't fall apart in the book. And the problem no, is, I don't this care is about the book. Opinion. I'm saying the same thing with uh, the ghost. What was it? The Dreamcatcher. They can't, that last part just, it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't translate well. Here, here, this is what I was trying to say. This, this is what it didn't work because they broke it in two parts. They tell the kid's mm-hmm. story and then the adult story. The book is not written that way. The book is intertwined between the two stories, mixed oh, up. Oh, okay. And and and, and that and to me that's hurt the story because mm-hmm. you you learn more about the characters you know, about them before what what happened because they tell you come back come you know, come back to Derry, and then you learn a little bit about that character and you go back with an adult and you hear about the next person. It's written it's totally yeah, different. Yeah, no, way. that sounds the characters are much stronger. Absolutely, it sounds much. Yeah. And then here's the thing: if you watch it now, they recut the movie it. To be more true like the book and is a better movie. Just this, 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 let's try, let's try and clarify that kind of movie. And I totally agree. I did not like the way it was cut the original way. Yeah. And it was, it was too much on the, it just didn't work right. And the acting was terrible. And I watched this with my kids just the other day. I was like, this is atrocious acting on this one here. It's terrible. So. And it's funny you know, that and, you say and, that because I bet Dreamcatcher is a little bit of the same way because it seemed like that should have been a little bit of a. Oh, you know, yeah. The I, book, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's terrible. It's not even close to the book. They made so many yeah. changes to it. It was ridiculous. It was almost a different story a little bit. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it's not like the lawnmower man level or the running man. <laughs> <laughs> running man still, no, lawnmower man is probably the worst Stephen King adaptation. It was so bad, Stephen King sued them to take his name off the movie because it had nothing to do with this book at all. They just bought the name. Oh. Stephen King, yeah. lawnmower man. Like nothing, it was nothing like the book. Crazy, like no one read the script. We just, called, we just bought the name. So, the, and the funny I mean, thing out, is, they the actually yeah. they actually took the story of connecting a person into an AI thing, like the um, like Lawnmower Man. They did it in one of the Mass Effect games. It was some DLC mm-hmm. you get, and mm-hmm. it was so perfect because the guy, like, he plugged in and he was a uh, like an idiot savant kind of thing. He could calculate numbers really well. But once he got plugged into the ones and zeros, like he went crazy immediately, started wrecking the place. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's the way it would be." Yeah, like you would suddenly go from having, you know, being a regular person to having unlimited power. Dude, you would absolutely go nuts with it. Yeah, so I agree. And so, 
And hopefully, and especially if you're a little bit of a questionable mentality to begin with, you know what I mean? Boom, forget about it. So anyway, we got to wrap it up here. We're down to our last minute, but I appreciate all you guys tuning in. And uh, we haven't been doing these very often, so I apologize there. We're absolutely going to make that change, and we'll start doing more of these. And maybe I'll even start posting up some music on this channel. We'll see exactly what happens. But you guys tune in. Keep looking for us. I am Ross, or Mother F. Ross, out here in L.A. You can find me on my website, MotherFRoss.com, or on Twitter at uh, Mother F. Ross. Hey, you got stuff for Tony Lamar. You can find me at Tony at Lamar. (laughs) At Tony underscore Lamar. I'm out there, people. Just find me. You can do that. Absolutely. Just search for comic Tony Lamar. He's he's easy to find out there. You can mm. see find his phone number in bathrooms. I never have myself. Yeah. yeah, I write everywhere. Because <laughs> I'm out there, people. <laughs> he's all the way out there. So anyway, but uh yeah, and so good luck on your show in October if I don't talk to you before then. <laughs> anyway, we'll yeah. see you guys all soon. We'll be doing a show before you know it. Late. All right, thanks for hanging out.